backstage with the Simple Church Podcast. My name is Evan Samanko, and I am joined today by two guests, and I would say this is a first in our podcast, somebody we've never had before. Let's introduce ourselves. Wendy, you can go first. Tell us who you are. Hi, I'm Wendy Coker, and I'm with uh, two entities. I'm with the Deaf Action Center, the assistant director there, and then I'm also involved in the Deaf Ministry at the Simple Church. That's right. And then we have another great guest. Hey, I'm Cheyenne Bryant. I'm involved with the Deaf Action Center as well as the Deaf Ministry at Campus Church. That's awesome. So Justin has talked about, you might have seen him in the room. Sometimes people don't even know y'all are up there because you're way up in the front right. And if you sit in the back left, you would not see. But we have an incredible group that are there. You guys are there every Sunday. And Wendy, tell us a little bit about how that got started at Simple Church. Well, actually, Marion and Jeff Tripp set up um, the deaf ministry there at the Simple Church. I, at that time, was serving at another deaf ministry at another church and um, just felt uh, a calling from God to to look elsewhere. And so as I looked um, out in the community, I knew that I knew my calling. I knew exactly what God had called me to do. I'd been in deaf ministry for about 15 years at that point. And what made you start doing that? It was, what made me start doing that? That's a good question. I knew as a small girl that I was called into ministry. Hmm. You know, at that time, I didn't know what that meant. Sure. Later on, after I went through interpreter's training, um, began to work as an interpreter, that that calling became clear, yeah. like very evident, and um, he clearly laid it out in front of me. So I knew at the age of 28 that that's where I was supposed to serve, and so that's where my, the ministry began. I um, was given the opportunity to actually start and run a deaf ministry at Bell Park Baptist at that time, and then it just it just went from there. It's so my perception as an outsider is it would be because you had a family member or a friend you were close to. Did you know people that were deaf growing up? I did not have a family member. Okay. Um, but I had some really good friends in high school. I knew My mom will tell you that uh, at an early age, uh, when you would ask me, what do you want to be when you grow up? I would say, I want to be a preacher and a solid gold dancer. <laughs> <laughs> so I became an interpreter because I get to do both. There you go. I get to preach and kind of sway. There's some art to it. it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's a true story. Too. That's great. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. That's, that's awesome. So you had some friends. You started so to do interpreter. It really is a calling for you. It's a ministry. It is a ministry. Um, I had two deaf friends in high school. I mean, two, they were actually hearing. They were CODAs. Okay. Their parents were deaf. Gotcha. And so that's where I knew that that's what I wanted to do. And CODA is an acronym I didn't know until the movie with the same name had come out, won the Academy Award. What does CODA stand for? Child of a Deaf Adult. There you go. See, if you're listening to this, you learned something today. Some of you might not have known that. And so they are, they can hear. Yes, they're hearing. Um, they usually, and then this isn't always, sure. but it's not as much 2022. But back in my time, um, CODAs had to grow up really quick because their parents oftentimes depended on them a lot. They sure. were interpreting for their parents, yeah. making phone calls. They were their ears. Yeah. And so um, 
I think about like a kid that their parents speak a different language. Yes. I mean, it's the same they thing, right? Yeah, a lot on those children, and it, and it becomes hard. Mm-hmm. And and you still see that today. The deaf have become more educated in that area, so it is better, um, but not where we would want it to be. Sure. And I remember my friends, I remember seeing them, actually seeing them have to interpret for their parents when they were in the principal's office. Mm. And I remember thinking back, that's what I want to do. I want to be able to interpret so that they don't have to. Hmm. And so that's where it began. And I could see, though, as a kid, being in the principal's office, you could maybe fudge a little bit what's being said. Oh, and then yes. <laughs> got to filter there. Absolutely. Uh-huh. Absolutely. And, um, you know, it's not good for either one, actually. It's yeah. not good for the child. And it's not good for the parent because they don't get all the information right. needed. Um, so, yeah. That's Shane when shook I, her head on that oh, one. <laughs> yeah, she'll tell you. But that's when I knew that's where I wanted to be. That's awesome. Yeah. And I think when you think ministry, you think preacher, yes. you think that thing. But this is a ministry that you guys are ministering to people, meeting a need in a way that most people probably honestly never think of. Exactly. If you don't have a family member, if you don't have somebody you're close to that you see it, it's just back burner, not thinking about it. That's but right. So how did you guys and Marion kind of wanted to do it at Simple Church? You felt like you were changing and you guys started doing it there on Sundays. And how did the word get out? How did it get to be? Because now there's how many people on a Sunday normally that are oh, in that group? Oh, goodness. Well, pre-COVID, you know, we had... yeah. 15 20 now it's getting back sure i mean it's been just slow like it's just like everything and so we still have those ones that are afraid to to get out yeah. but they're watching from home we've we've made that possible how do they watch through facebook and um, we do it facebook live and so we have quite a bit that watch there but they are tr- you know yeah trickling back in oh, so yeah. we're real excited about that we're actually starting our life group back up in june nice real excited about that that's awesome so. so those 15 or 20, how many of them did they come to Civil Church already? Did you guys recruit? Did you find them through? How did that get going? No, actually, um, when I came to Simple Church, I actually came one Sunday just to visit to see if that was going to be an area that, you know, or a place that I felt like God wanted me. And so, but after the first time to visit, I knew. And so I jumped on board and began to team with uh, Marion and Jeff and a lot of the deaf that I had ministered to prior to me coming to Simple Church they came with me hmm. so a big group the know, personal connection yeah, yeah. Came, came with me and then it's just grown um, from that from that little core group it's grown they're they're very supportive of each other they go out they they tell other deaf about Simple Church and so it's just grown yeah and continues to grow so that's it's awesome. exciting. So then let's ask Cheyenne how she got involved and started coming to Simple Church. She's here with us, and Wendy is actually interpreting, being able to talk to her, and we appreciate you guys' patience because we are so excited to have Cheyenne on here. I became involved with Simple Church when uh, Wendy invited me for one Easter service when Blue Boy came to town. Oh, yeah. Uh, at first, I was kind of uh, hesitant about coming, but once I came... I felt in love with Kemper Church, and I decided to go to Kemper Church for my old church. And ever since then, I really fell in love with Kemper Church and how everything being presented as far as the message with Pastor, and uh, how our death ministry, mm-hmm. and how we do things, and I couldn't ask for a better church. It's awesome. So, Wendy, you have the challenge of trying to interpret for Justin. 
Cheyenne, is there ever times that you're trying to understand what Justin is saying and Wendy's having a trouble trying to figure out his his slang or his different draw? Absolutely not. Oh, okay, good. Because I feel like it'd be a challenge. Wendy, I know there's sometimes that you probably are thinking, how in the world am I going to keep up and say what he's going to say? Oh, no. No, no, no. <laughs> See, this is the thing. Justin and I have the same personality. There he's you go. very easy for me to interpret yeah. for. Seriously. That's funny. Seriously, he is very easy. Now, if you ask me that about some other pastors that are a little bit more monotone, and uh, that's a struggle for me because I, I you know, I, oh, yeah. you out there don't know me, but I, I have a lot of energy, and I like to, to move, and I like to be excited, and so... He is very easy. You vibe with him. You guys are simpatico. Yes, we do good. (laughs) So interpreting Justin, that's good. Y'all connect. You feel like that's good there. And I think it's so cool because Simple Church, who we've been and I've been around almost since the beginning, is trying to help to make a difference. And we've added solve problems to love God and love people through the years because I feel like the big church overall maybe gets focused on the loving God part. And we kind of like people, and we don't really want to solve problems. (laughs) And as the reputation of being in the community and helping and making a difference, something Andy Stanley says that we really like and have taken to heart is, if your church closed the doors tomorrow, would anybody notice you were gone? And what I love about this is, I never would have thought I was not on my radar as somebody on staff, I can say pretty confidently that Justin didn't launch the vision of Simple Church, being able to go and reach the deaf community. But our heart and who we are is to empower people, to inspire people, to go do good. And you guys caught on to that vision. And now we get to do good in a group we never even thought about reaching. And God is so much bigger than what we plan and what we think so many times. And I just think it's so, so cool to be able to be a part of that, to see you guys be in there every week and knowing that it's reaching that part of the community. And now you're adding something new this year is what we're excited to talk about, reaching to kids for CODA Camp. So Wendy, tell us a little bit about CODA Camp. Okay, Coda Camp actually came about, Cheyenne and I were just chatting one day, and I said, you know, it'd be really cool if we did a camp out with Codas and deaf children. Let's do it in my backyard. (laughs) So that was the original plan. We got to talking about it and thinking about it, and we thought, during this time of year, my backyard's really wet. (laughs) Absolutely. <laughs> so then we kind of started looking at Cyprus, you know, going to Cyprus and um, just t- uh, tent camp and reached out to them. Well, that's all closed right now because mm. they're under some kind of construction. Gotcha. So we were like, man, we began to call around and we really could not afford the campsites that we were looking at. I mean, the prices were just like everything else in the world right now. Yes. <laughs> expensive. We were shocked. Well, we reached out um, to Lake Bistano, and they really didn't have campsites for us. Um, they did have one little area, but there were no electricity, nothing like that. We're thinking, we're thinking with 14 kids, you know, we've got to at least have a bathroom. And, and, and <laughs> I'm not a camper. That does not sound like fun to me. Yeah. I mean, I'm willing, look, I'm willing to serve God, but I was like, can I at least have a bathroom? Amen. Especially with all these kids. <laughs> So I called the woman that works there. Her name's Sue. She has been wonderful to us. And where is this? That's at Lake Bistano. Okay. Kind of talked with her, and she said, well, Wendy, we've got these cabins. So we began to talk about those prices, and that was out of our, you know, just coming out of mine, Sean, Ann's budget. We were like, hmm. Yeah. So I reached out to Justin. I said, hey, 
you know, we're really feeling like God's called us to do this CODA camp. We feel like it's important. He really put it on my heart. Cheyenne feels like she's the hands and the feet of this project. She's already pretty much taken off with it. She has papers and papers of notes of things that she wants to do with these kids. And I didn't even have it out of my mouth really good. And he was like, we're in. Yes. I was like trying to explain more. Pitching it. Right, yeah. I'm like, I I need to sell this. But I didn't even have to sell it. It was just like, yes. If this is about helping people, we're there. And um, so it came to life. Like Mm. that moment, it was like, we're doing this. I ran down to Cheyenne's office. I'm like, we're doing this. And so Cheyenne kind of had the idea. Was she the one that we'd credit with? You had the idea. God gave me the, the vision. Yep. And Cheyenne got excited. Cheyenne's bringing it to life. That's awesome. Um, I mean, we're working together, but her ideas and her being deaf herself, she just comes up with the most amazing things for these kids and Mm -hmm. visual things. And so even though God gave me the vision, she's, she's bringing it to life. And so I think that's been amazing to watch. Um, because you see that a lot of times. Oh, it's think, contagious. Yeah, you see you see a, a person get this vision, but then it takes the, the tribe, you know, the, the people to – one person can't do it and alone. And so then you have these people that come together and make it happen, and that's what I'm seeing. So Cheyenne's doing all this stuff, and then we've had, you know, how many deaf Cheyenne that are that have uh, jumped on? A deaf campus, we have nine deaf campers, and out of the staff – I believe we have seven. Okay. So, I mean, this has given the deaf community purpose, if you will. Yeah. It's given them something to look forward Ownership. to. Yeah. Yes. And they are excited. We had a meeting this morning. They are so excited about this. That so excited. Awesome. So what are some of the things y'all are going to do? What does that Coda Camp look like? Oh, my. Uh, we are going to be playing football, kickball, uh, water balloon toss, water balloon fight, paint war. Bible study and art and craft. When we do art and craft, we're going to tie it into the Bible study. Mm. Uh, a paint work, uh, spring, spring tennis, fishing, hiking. Uh, Sounds awesome. Campfire with s'mores. And we're going to show them how um, to do campfire popcorn. And we're going to have a movie night. Um, Outdoor movie night. We're it's wearing these fun. kids out. I love it. That's awesome. When their parents pick them up, <laughs> they're going to be worn smooth out. And so are most of the kids through the Deaf Action Center? Is it people y'all know? Is it those word got out in the community? Where are the, well, tell us about these kids. Uh, we contacted some of the deaf friends, but they spread the word. Uh, we have one kid coming from Dallas. We have one coming from Houston. Yeah, and we have a Dallas uh, group that meets with Simple Church, so we thought that was cool. That is cool. That's awesome. Yeah, that was cool to us. So, yeah, we got a little bit of mixture of all. Yeah, by word of mouth uh, through the deaf community. What are the ages of the kids? Uh, four to twelve. Okay, but most of them are age four to seven. Okay, so a little bit younger. The first kids that signed up were our Simple Church kids. Yeah, because we've actually had some younger deaf coming to church with us lately and so Cheyenne how many kids are actually from Simple Church? Eight. 
Yeah. So I so could think on top of my head. Eight, That's awesome. Eight CODAs. Yeah, eight CODAs. I had to think if any of them were deaf, but eight CODAs that are actually coming from Simple Church. And then the rest are ones that we've reached out to yeah. you know in the community and then it also plants a seed for them to come to church with us these oh, are sure. most of these moms and dads that we've reached out to are not connected to a church right now so our prayer is through this that's going to reach them too right but you're meeting a need you're starting with going to where they are and trying to help their family and that's going to draw people to church more than just going and inviting somebody or just yelling at them on the side of the street with a bullhorn that is not who we want to be and sadly i think the church overall misses a lot of those opportunities and jesus modeled for us that you love first you meet a need, and then people will start to listen to what you have to say. In student ministry, we always had a saying that I would tell my leaders is they don't care what you know until they know that you care. And I know that these families are going to feel loved and cared because you guys are meeting a need that a lot of places can't meet. I bet for a lot of these kids, it's their first time going to camp or especially first time going somewhere where they are all connected and have something in similar where they can feel like they're just being kids. And I think that's so awesome. It's going to be really, really fun to watch. And I hope we get to see some video and pictures of it after it happens. Yeah, that's one thing we're going to ask y'all to help us we with. We can do that. We're good at the, that. Y'all are the professionals in that area. Oh, we were awesome. just talking about that in our meeting this morning. We, yeah. were, we were like, we really need to get with them and say, hey, can y'all come do the pictures and the videos so that it'll be oh, yeah. good. <laughs> App, no, we've got some very talented people. I think that'd be a great And then we need. were scared. You know, we're going to have our hands full. No right. intended, but yep. they're going to be full. Absolutely. <laughs> and so I'm like... Maybe that's an area that somebody can help. Oh, we can make that happen. We'll figure that out. That's awesome. So when you're talking to these families, are they nervous about sending kids? Are they excited? Are the kids excited? What's the excited. That's awesome. Nothing but pure excitement. Because um, you're right. A lot of them have not experienced camp. Yeah. Especially the deaf. Mm-hmm because there's not a lot of camps for deaf children. There's right. just not, especially a church environment camp. That's just not offered a lot of times. A lot of times they just have to mainstream with the hearing kids, and, and oftentimes they kind of get lost in the shuffle, especially if they don't have an interpreter with them. Right. So they don't learn the important things, but they're gonna have access to Jesus through this mm. because we're going to be, um, for the deaf kids, you know, it's gonna be their language. For the CODAs, you know, it's gonna, Although they know ASL, they do. We're going to speak to them in their language, too. So it's going to be great. It's going to be a great experience for whether they're the deaf or, or a CODA. Um, and I think it's going to be great for them to be to be able to interact with each other as well. Because often CODAs only see their deaf parents. They don't realize that there's deaf kids out there. Mm. So we're really excited about that because we've set up kind of a buddy system. Yeah. So where the older kids will kind of adopt a younger child and so we're going to do a very brief training with the older kids telling them you know jesus calls us to represent him to be to be to try to be as much like him as possible and that's what we're going to challenge you to be we want you to help and and be willing to be kind and helpful to these younger kids that are looking up to you as role models and so we're kind of excited about that because we're going to be able to teach them what it means to be you know yeah a, a mentor, leaders leaders um you know and just doing that work for him yeah and so we're really 
that was something we came up with and we're really excited. And, I think it's a great yeah. idea. Yeah. Because, yeah, as a youth pastor taking kids on mission trips, when they have to teach the lesson, it's totally different than when they're just sitting and listening, right? All of a sudden, they're the ones that's standing up there and we would do things like VBS where an eighth grader who has never talked in front of a crowd now has to teach a Bible study to these kids and all of a sudden you see them asking questions or coming alive and getting exciting when they realize like, oh, this is what that Bible story means or, oh, when Jesus says this, I never thought about this and when you're teaching it's a next level and I think is going to challenge those kids like it has a lot of times the kids that I saw to be able to do something they've never done before exactly and it's going to be a little bit different for them because they're so used to maybe doing things for their parents we want to change that we want to no we're going to do things for kids you know that are like you yeah that's gonna be awesome yeah really excited Uh, this is so fun really excited that's it so when is the camp so camp is May 20th. May 20th. Through the 22nd. That's coming up. Well, yeah, go ready. Absolutely. So if somebody wanted to send someone, if they wanted to sign up for camp, is it too late? Is that something they can do? Uh, the deadline is May 10th. Uh, May 10th. We have a spot for a couple more. I got you. So contact me or Wendy. Unfortunately, this podcast is going to air after that. So you're listening in the future. But if you want to get excited, be involved, something with it, I bet you will do it again. We're hoping, right? And we'll get contact with them and we'll be able to put that in the show notes. So, Wendy, we'll put the information from the flyer in this. So when you download this podcast, you can contact them and might not make it this year, but want to donate, sponsor, anybody help do something, do good. We'd love for you to partner to do that. Oh, yeah. This is only the beginning. There we go. We feel like God has given this to us as a trial run for a very, very big thing that's going to happen. That's awesome. You know, I feel like it's going to grow. Um, Lake Bistano has an area you can rent that takes care of 160 people. Yeah, we're knocking. That's our goal. 2023. Yeah. <laughs> Let's keep it that's going. That's our goal. So if you're listening and you want to donate to next year's, that's something we want to start working toward because, yeah. we want Catch to get, the vision. Yeah. That's right. It's exciting. Yeah. And again, if you've personally been affected or you know somebody or you want to send this podcast to somebody that you know, it's just, I can't imagine what it would feel like, Cheyenne, maybe you could speak to this, when somebody is meeting a need that maybe you feel is often overlooked or people don't even notice or see, and now for these kids that they get to have this experience, it's got to be probably a pretty cool thing. Yeah, uh, growing up, uh, deaf, going to different types of camp, I know the struggle some of these kids are going through right now because it's not fully accessible for them. Hmm. I'm just thankful for God to put in, the, in my life right now to help these kids these days. Yeah. Where these deaf kids can experience it and go, go for it. That's awesome. You're paying it forward, doing good. That's what we're all about and who we want to be. That's right. And I feel like it's blessed us too. I think mm. it's through COVID, we didn't get to do what we wanted. Deaf, they're not individualists. They're collectivists. So mm. everything they do is together. And COVID forced them to be separate and it's been very very hard on this community yeah um, and it's been hard on me because i'm so rooted in the community as well and so this has given cheyenne and i and the other deaf that are involved at, at simple church a purpose again it's made us feel alive it's given us something to look forward to and um i just know god's going to do big things it's awesome big things And I know we're dreaming big and doing that, but even if you never do camp again, it doesn't happen. I think that 
working in these lives of these kids this year, it's just, we won't know and you won't know truly what that means. And being in student ministry and doing this for the last 12 years, it's just so cool to see kids that I had no idea were even paying attention, <laughs> that were ever looking like they heard anything I said, that come back and God has changed their lives or has done something for them. And they'll come back and rarely say thank you, but you see them and you see them involved in doing stuff that you just don't know. And you guys are going to do something and be in these lives of these kids for a couple days that could have such long-term effects and is such a cool thing. I think that's just awesome. I keep saying that. I keep going back to that because I just can't imagine as a parent how I would feel or if I was a coda of not feeling like other people understood or know what I'm going through. And then all of a sudden being able to go to a place where I do fit in, where other people are like me, I think it's just going to be so powerful and can't wait to see it. So it's coming up the end of May. We're going to put in the show notes, Wendy's information if you want to contact her you're excited about this you have something you want to donate or to help or just pay for all of it in 2023 we'll take that too we'll help you get connected to be able to do that because we can't wait to see what god is going to do through this and all the stories that are come out of it we're gonna have to have y'all come back on and talk about it after camp we're definitely gonna have to be able to hear how it went this first one and be able to do some more to talk about 2023 so cheyenne thank you for coming on thank you wendy thank you for all that y'all do thanks for being there at week in week out and loving on people and i get to be a part of the facebook group Y'all put me in to help solve a technical problem last year. And I just always am excited to see the stuff in that group and stuff pops up in my feed on Facebook. And just, you guys are amazing. You're doing awesome stuff and ministry. And again, I think so many times we think of a minister as someone that's on a stage preaching, but you are being a minister. You're being the hands and feet of Jesus in a way that most people never would think about. And thanks for what you do. Uh huh. And Marion and all of them, everybody that makes it happen. We are so thankful and excited. Thanks for listening to this episode. Make sure you find that stuff in the show notes. Click on it, check it out for Coda Camp, and you'll be seeing some more about it in the future. Have a great week and thanks for listening.